Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dice Camera Action. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to welcome back our special guest star, Hadil Almasari, who's playing a beloved character. And thank you. Thank you for joining us. Hooray. I'm a favorite. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> At least somebody likes me. And, Fair. Uh, Anna, me would, Anna would be here, except she's, she's celebrating uh, with her real friends, I guess. Um. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, seriously, we do miss her, and uh, we will miss Evelyn as well. Um, previously in Dice Camera Action, at the urging of the dwarven mage Alcoria Stonemarrow, the Waffle Crew sat down with Waterdeep's foremost psychic exorcist, the halfling Dr. Serenity Theximoff. And boy, did they need that session. After spending a day at the beach, more recently, the Waffle Crew returned home to find a package on their doorstep addressed to one Audra Nell, K-N-E-L-L. It contained a rug of smothering that attacked Paulton twice and D.F. once before fleeing the scene. It liked me more. (laughs) The Waffle Crew learned that Audra Nell is a wizard who disappeared many months ago. According to a raven-headed door knocker outside Blackstaff Tower, Audra had enemies and specialized in dimensional magic. When the Waffle Crew got home, they were horrified to discover that the GIF Commodore, Warrington Munt, who had been acting strangely for a few days, had turned into a hulking mind flare. They killed him, and we're about to begin the search for the Waffle Kids who appear to be missing. So Warrington Munt, in this new horrific form, lies dead at your feet on the second floor of the Waffle House in the hall. Uh, he fell onto this level after Strix cast a passwall spell underneath his feet. He was on the level above, and uh, he was put down uh, by the Waffle Crew, and has is now bleeding out all over the floor, clearly dead, having been killed by um, weapons and spells. All is quiet once more, except, of course, for the noises that you guys make. Whatever, screaming. So we're picking up, like, right yes. at the end of the last one. Okay. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Strix is just on the crown crying. She doesn't know what to do. 
I guess. I, I really shouldn't be laughing so hard at the person in chat that just said, ding dong, the gif is dead. <laughs> I think that's worth a, I think that's worth a laugh. That's worth a laugh. It's dark, but you know. Wow. So is our show. Um, Evelyn, alarmed uh, that the, the Waffle Kids are not responding to her calls to come out of hiding, uh, decides to take flight once more to leave the building to see if there are any signs of them outside or in the neighborhood. She yeah. also knows that if things really got bad, they'd probably go across the street to Fala. And so she's going to check with them. Yeah, I, I just imagine she immediately like, flew off to find the children right away. Yeah. Um, and her calls of the children's names get farther and farther away sounding. Right. Um, I will go upstairs and actually look at Warrington's room. Okay, when you climb the stairs, uh, you're now up on the third floor, which is still one level below Warrington's room. You see that there's a a broken plank-covered window where you (laughs) threw the Paulton doppelganger out several sessions ago. Right. Uh, There are some other windows looking over the front of the street as well through which some moonlight is streaming. Uh, There's no sign of the hole in the floor that Warrington fell through because that was a magical hole that has since dissipated. But you do see that there is some damage in this upstairs hall. Uh, And you're standing right at the point where the stairs go downstairs and another flight of stairs goes upstairs to your room in Warrington's. But to your right, you see a door has been torn off its hinges and reduced to smithereens. It is the door to the library study which is on the third floor, but you guys have never used that room. It's at the back of the house, and it's pretty much been closed up the entire time you've been there. We didn't have enough books. Right. (laughs) No one got Strix any books because she's not a wizard. Right. So that door has been ripped off its hinges, broken inward by obviously a great force. You can imagine that being Warrington Munt. Now, why he would want to break down the door to get in there, you have no idea because there's nothing there. At least nothing that you're aware of. Was this the... This wasn't the room he was typically staying in, was it? No, he was staying the level above, across from you, in the attic attic storage room. Right. And I would assume that's where the guns are kept? Yes. (laughs) Noted. (laughs) Um, Huh. I guess when you just have this big of a house, you just forget about all the rooms inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you notice that. You don't have to necessarily do anything about it. I just pointed out as being odd. <clears throat> right, but when Strix and I came up here, we were hearing um, one floor directly above, and when she did the pass wall thing, that's where we fell down from. Yeah, which would have been right outside the library study. Right, okay. Well, I would like to at least... Especially with the broken hinges and stuff, I want to at least peer into the library. Yeah, it's clear looking at the hinges and stuff that he must have just thrown his full weight up against the door. Um, Probably because it was key locked and he couldn't open it or God knows why. Um, But he wanted to get in there quickly. When you peer into the library study, it is dusty, dark, quiet. The drapes are pulled over the windows so there's no light from the outside coming in. And the shelves are bare. There's a desk in the middle of the room between the two windows and a tall chair behind it, they too are dusty and have cobwebs strung across them. 
but is otherwise unnoteworthy. That's correct. For a library, like nothing out of this, out of the usual. No, it's it's as empty and neglected as you would expect it to be under normal circumstances. Huh. All right. No, not getting much from that immediately, and then I'll continue my way up to Warrington's bedroom. Okay. You climb the steps uh, heading to the top floor and can see your bedroom door closed on the one side and then Mm -hmm. Warrington's door open on the other. And you can hear strange whirring noises, almost mechanical, coming from Warrington's room. Uh, Strix? Bolton? Yo! Strix hasn't moved from the corpse yet. If you want to get her, you have to drag her away. Well, I'm here. What seems to be the problem, bud? Warrington's bedroom. There's... Yeah, You're kind of on the landing, looking up at the stairs, at the open door to Warrington's room on one side of the hall, and you can hear the whirring and clicking noises of something mechanical. Mmm... Mm. He was probably working on a super gun. And it's dark otherwise. That must be it. I'll go check it out. You'll need a light. I am a light. <laughs> I thought you were the night. Can I... Can I, uh, fairy fire myself? Uh, yes, you'll be easier to hit, but yeah, absolutely. Wait, why, why is that a factor? <laughs> I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying you would know that. <laughs> oh, wait. I have wait. I have dancing lights. That's even better. You can create these mobile, basically, torch lights that you can move around. Cool. They're going to, like, spin around me in a pretty dance. Okay. So you are, bright, you are brightly lit as you make your way up the staircase toward Warrington's room. When you get, just before you get to the point in the doorway where you can see anything into the room, the whirring and clicking stops. As do I. Can I can I be invisible real quick? Uh, dancing lights and oh, invisibility wait, um, may not work. Wait, dancing dancing lights is one minute. It's concentration. Invisibility is checking just to be sure. Concentration. So one, your dancing lights would end if you become invisible. Okay. Well, then I will just keep the dancing lights up. Okay. I'm gonna like have them go into the room. That you can do. And just see what happens. When they to disappear me. around into the open doorway into the room, the room becomes lit, but you're not at a point where you can actually see in it. But the good news is there isn't some reaction. Other than the room being lit up, nothing seems to go off, or nobody, you know, you don't hear screams or any surprise at the lights being sent in. Okay. It, the room is now silent and lit. Okay. If it's been like, 15 minutes, Strix will eventually stand up and shuffle up the stairs to find everyone. Okay. Yeah, she gets up the stairs about halfway up and she realizes one of her boots is kind of making a squishing sound and that's because the blood from the Mind Flayer basically pooled around her feet and now she's tracking it all upstairs. Great. She doesn't notice at all. She's used to that. Okay. Fong hears it and like immediately turns around and super loudly is like... They can't hear us. 
just keeps walking and ignores that. <laughs> <laughs> Making her way up to DF on the staircase. Now we're going to flip from the Waffle House across town to a section of the Sea Ward that at this time of night is pretty quiet. In fact, most of the Sea Ward is because it's very, it's one of the richer neighborhoods um, and uh, the nights here seem to be very tranquil. There are lots of big estates, walled compounds, old money, uh, but among the residences is Mistra's Arms, the asylum. And in her office in the asylum, sits Dr. Theximoff. And doctor, uh, your assistants have returned. Oh, wonderful. I'm so glad you're back. You turn and greet them and you realize two of them are holding up the third who is just either dead or unconscious in their arms. Looking at the, the distress to its body, you think that they have been subject to possibly a thunder wave spell. And the three mind flayers, uh, the two of them just sort of drop the third to the floor. And then one of them says to you telepathically, We couldn't get to him. Well, that is disappointing. We were in the alley when one of them leapt out of the shadows and attacked us. Some sort of Half-man, half-bat creature. Oh, that is... That's just terrible. Well, oh, he's leaking all over the floor. I'm going to have to mop that up later. Um, well, I'm glad that you two are okay. Is he dead? I think so. Oh, well... I will have to replace him, and the whole training process is just going to be... Awful. You know how much I hate onboarding new hires. Do you want us to make a new one? Yeah, we better... Actually, let's make two as a spare. Um, we're already a little understaffed. Let's get rid of this one. We'll make two more. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, they will, they will um, pick him up and drag him out of your office. Um... Dr. Theximoff will, uh, like, um, throw one of her, she'll open a, a desk drawer that she has and will take one of her many doilies and, like, toss it over, like, the wet spot. There's um, a little spot. Like, yeah, and she'll just, like, kind of, like, very gingerly cover it and arrange it. Um, the doily kind of soaks up the black... Yeah, yeah, Love. it does. So yeah. she'll just throw another one on top. You know, like the layer them. <laughs> yeah. It's a design, design yeah. choice. Um, now you know you're you're staying rather late tonight because you've been busy with one of your more difficult patients. But uh, when the cleaning staff comes through, they'll probably take care of that for you. You might just want to push that rug off to the side so it doesn't like leach over onto that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, with my little foot, I'll I'll push it okay. and put like a uh, like a small like a halfling sized. Uh, like wet floor sign over nice. it, like little tent pole sign. Have, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I will, af- uh, after my assistants have disposed of the mm-hmm. um, dead mind flare, um, I would like to resync up with them. Okay. Yeah, you can go downstairs. They're sort of tossing the dead mind flare down a chute, and yeah. uh, uh, when they turn to you, um, they. 
they have recommendations for which patients are probably most uh, likely candidates for the seromorphic procedure. Okay. Um, I will ask them to bring me like the candidates in like a nice file folder and I will look through them mm-hmm. and I will pick, um, you know, just the, the most lost cause, somebody who's never going to leave this facility. I want to give them a new life, a better life um, as, as a good uh, mind fling citizen. So I'm going to pick the worst okay. two cases. Then they will take those names and make sure that those prisoners are implanted. Okay, and as they go, I'll be like, make sure you take your 15-minute breaks. I don't want to have any sort of OSHA violation. Not again. We can't afford another fine. Understood. Um, yeah. And, uh, and one of them will turn to you and say, what about the, what about the Warrington Mud creature? Oh, I am just so sad about that Warrington Munt. I guess there's not really a lot we can do there. Do they know? You know? We don't know when the process of ceremonial will be complete. Well, we have that going for us, I suppose. He could be a danger to them. Hmm. I guess we better collect him, huh? Um, so I, I think we will, I will go back into my office. I will get my adorable owl bear shaped wicker bag mm-hmm. and put in a couple extra doilies. Yeah. And, um, I you, will grab, oh, go ahead. I was going to say you were thinking about heading home anyway, so. Yeah, I was going to leave anyway, but I might as well make a stop. I will grab a couple, uh, new legal pads and some of my nicer pens. And then I will take a very thick case file off of my shelf that just says Strix on it (laughs) and put that in my bag and some significantly smaller, like single manila folders. And I will put those. Uh, One says um, Dorth and the other one says Paulton. (laughs) All right. Uh, When you uh, head out, the, the nightman downstairs makes sure that a coach has called for you. Uh, And so you don't have to wait long. You just sort of stand under the portico when this thing rolls up in the driveway to pick you up. Okay. Um, Before I I get into the coach, um, I'll wave to my my assistants and I will say, make sure. um, I know we're really good at the process um, at this point, but just be sure, peek in on them. Make sure they don't need any snacks. We have some good berry LaCroix in the fridge. They get thirsty. Um, And... Watch out for the patient in room 17. She is a biter. Um, so, and, you know, infectious. Those two seem to go <laughs> hand in hand. So I'll be back in a little while. Don't stay too late. And then I'll hop into the yes. carriage. Okay. They, they bow before you and withdraw to the shadows of the asylum as you are ushered into the carriage by the driver and born to the Waffle House. And when you arrive there, you see it is kind of a dark, looming structure. Last time you here was during the day. It was much more pleasant. Here at night, you don't particularly care for the look of this place. It's a dour countenance as it glares down upon you with vacant windows. Um, I will step out of the carriage and look up at the house. Uh, I'm still afraid it's going to fall on me and crush mm-hmm. me. I am very small, <laughs> uh, so you can understand the stress that I'm under. And... 
um, I will will go up to the door and hesitantly knock on it, but knock nonetheless. The door actually, when you go up, you realize it's not completely closed. Oh. That sounds right. No. Uh, I won't quite invite myself in, but I'll, like, poke my little head in and be like, Hello, it's me, Dr. Serenity. The door kind of creaks open after about a minute very slowly, and you see that there is an energy beam that's actually opening the door. Oh. And then this, this little white orb with four stumpy eye stalks comes oh. poking from around the corner very trepidatiously with a big central eye looking at you warily. It's little eyed eye stalks kind of twitching nervously and you see it's got a tiny little wizard's hat on. <laughs> well, if this isn't just a precious little biscuit I ever did. And this, this little floating grapefruit-sized orb kind of gives you a strange look and he's just kind of drooling out of one side of its mouth uncontrollably. <laughs> um, I will take a, a um, very daintily embroidered handkerchief out of my pocket and dab at the... Okay. Gross. It starts to kind of chew on it. Okay. You can keep that one. I'll make some more. Um, are your parents um, guardians? The people that live here. Uh, I think there are four of them. Are they here? I have, I'd like to speak. It kind of makes a sound like... And looks off in a direction and goes... With all of its eyes kind of looking inward. Oh, I'm pretty sure I've heard that before. Yeah, same. I also forgot about the robe, so I just kind of throw the hood up. I'm like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm just like, that's, I'll just, like, that's Albie's word for it's not someone dangerous. I'll go down and check on it. I got She'll just just slosh, slosh, shuffle downstairs in her shoes. Like, (laughs) you hear creaking floorboards in the depths of the house, doctor. Paulton's trying to compete and get down there first. Then you see this black cloaked figure come <laughs> riding down the banister of the spiral staircase and crash at the bottom of the tap room. Perfect. I imagine this is like two siblings where yes. like the younger one wants to get down first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Paulton just no, sort of springs. No, isn't going fast. Strix is moping. After landing at the bottom of the staircase, Paulton sort of springs up mm-hmm. into a standing pose. How'd you um, find her lair? Well, I've been here before. It's my favorite contrarian, Paulton. I would know that silliness anywhere. You don't know who I am. You, you don't know my identity. I've never I seen do. you in my life. Mm. You don't know me. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Strix mopes up behind him and just looks at the doctor, and she's like, oh, hi, doctor. Don't tell her anything. <laughs> I know that the last time we met, you told me to practice lots of self-care and mindfulness or whatever that is, and instead we just got mind flayers. Oh, I can see where the confusion would be. They both have the word mind in them, but I bet you did more self-care. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, she's back. Sorry, my computer is being mean to me today. Um, No, I just killed killed one of our dear friends. (laughs) (laughs) Um, if there's like any sort of sit, like anywhere I can sit, I'm going to put like several doilies and just like sit um, and my feet don't reach the ground. So they just like swing. It's very charming. Okay. Yeah. Strix is just like, well, today I killed one of our dear friends and impaled, impaled a baby chick on a knife. 
and had to watch to it die. Where's your costume? Strix, um, where's your costume? She knows your identity now. Well, of course Paulton, I know Paulton, Paulton, that robe is evil. You should take it off. It used to belong to Manchun, who is evil. Are you evil, Paulton? It doesn't work on me. It just makes me the knight. Ugh. I am the knight. I'll just, like, take off my boot and start dumping out the blood. As this is going on, Doctor, you sense something that you didn't detect in the house previously. A presence. Um, here, but strangely distant. Almost like uh, the echo of someone trapped in the house. Okay. Um, do I recognize, like, who the presence would belong to? No. Uh, you, f- you sense, though, that there's, it's an intelligence. It's not some... Okay. It's it's a person or somebody intelligent. Okay. Um, is there anything I can roll to like covertly figure out who it might be? Or uh, you can make an insight check. I'll make an insight check. Got pull my character sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eighteen. You sense that. Uh, it is someone who is not in control of their own mind, and uh, it seems to be uh, someone in the house on a higher level than this ground oh. floor. Great. Uh, and and you think that uh, they are confused hmm. um, do do I think that the other members of the house know who it is is it somebody that I've met before no actually actually yes it is someone you've met before it might be someone from your case files uh-huh. the the mind is been twisted since you touched it last. Um, But this mind reminds you of a wizard you met over a year ago. A deeply, profoundly troubled wizard who thought everyone was out to kill her. Hmm. Interesting. the, The person we're looking for. They live in our house. Great. All right. Uh, well, I will motion for. If only, uh, if only you had your file so you could remember her name. Oh, yeah. Can I look through my file bag to see if, like, anything connects? Uh, you can do that uh, right now. They'll all be staring at you, of course, but absolutely. Okay. That's fine. I'm used okay. to it by now. Um, so I'll pull out my files, like Strix's incredibly thick one. <laughs> yeah. and, you, got your, um, you got your old notebook, you like your. Current yeah. one. There might be a note or a, a jotted remark in there that might tip, okay. remember, remind you. As I'm as I'm flipping through this um, to not raise suspicions, I'm going to ask. Um, you know, I know that a couple different other people live in this house. Um, all right, is it is it just you two tonight, or is there some other people here? This is only us two. There's no one else here. There's no. No, Evelyn is gone. Hmm. Uh, she went to go look for the kids. Because they ran away or something. We don't actually know where they are after they were atta- we were attacked. Um, Dieth is upstairs, I think. Dieth, 
Are you still upstairs? Let's cut to Diath and find out. And Paulson is here. He's invisible. I don't see him. Do you see him, Doctor? Oh, no. Where did he go? See? He's gone. I, I feel like you're... I feel like you're pandering. <laughs> <laughs> never. I would never do that to you, Paulton. I would never do that to you ever in my life. Please don't ruin this for me. I need this. <laughs> All right. Uh, DF? Yeah. What are you up to? Well, they went into the door, and I am just under the impression that it's like a customer or something. Right. Uh, so while they do that, I'm going to do my best to inspect Warren's room, especially the potential source of these mechanical noises. What are you losing for a light source once Paulton flees the scene? Just gonna grab one of those dancing lights. (laughs) They're not solid. I know. Um, I'm sure I could have something nearby. Well, my, my room is nearby. I can just easily hop over there Mm-hmm. Grab one of my lanterns or torches yeah. or my other usual light sources okay. and just bring it back over with me. All right, so you've got a conventional lantern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you shine into Warrington's room. Uh, the first thing you immediately notice is uh, there is all kinds of... There's a black sheen over the walls. Yeah. Almost like a, a slick, slimy resin that has solidified in patches and just sort of uh, covered the walls and made them almost um, rib-like, corrugated in a way, this corrugated black resin. Uh, And it's uneven, and there are are places in the walls where you can actually still see the wood. And the the windows, for the most part, seem to be uh, clear, although they're sort of splashed with this stuff, and it's sort of like a brown glaze over them. I kind of want to go up to this weird black resiny stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can, it's right inside the door too, so you don't have to go very far into the okay, room. Great. But as you're casting your light around, you can see that there are some contraptions about as well as some papers. There's a, there's a paper on the floor that contains what appears to be a drawing that you remember Warrington pitching you the idea of the cannon turret. Yeah. It appears to be a schematic that he drew uh, showing that. Um, you can also see that there's a weird box with what appear to be some wires and stuff, uh, as well as uh, pieces of things that look like disassembled firearms, hmm. uh, reattached in weird ways. But the thing that's weirdest is in the middle of the room, uh, next to one of the rafters, is a device made out of what appears to be a costume mannequin. A wooden mannequin. But it's got weird things added to it, including what appear to be bunny ears. Like wire, tall wire loops stuck into its head. And nothing about this mannequin is recognizable otherwise? No, it looks like a modified mannequin that he was probably tucked away back here in the attic with a bunch of other junk. Yeah, just... When you touch touch the resin, I'd like you to make a will, sorry, wisdom saving throw. Oh, no. But I wanted... Okay. 
Why? Really? Why did you touch it? It clearly looked like it was from Alien. Yeah, and it looked like something Strix wanted, and I was going to get her a piece. Oh, no. That was your first mistake. I rolled well, though. Uh, dirty 20. Okay. Yeah, when you, when you touch it, you get kind of a psychic jolt in your brain. Um, like, just a, a flash of some mental distress. Do I determine if it's still safe to maybe retrieve the piece, or, or is like one of those like as soon as like I touch it, it's like yeah, it's just a very instantaneous flash, painful to your brain, but not so painful that it damages you. Right. You didn't have that much contact with it. Your natural instinct to recoil protected you from what could have been psychic damage. Okay. Well, then natural death instincts will kick in at this point. Just be like, nope, not. But it's almost like this resin is a concentrate of negative expelled emotion. Yeah. Or psychic damage. Hmm. Uh, Okay, well, I'm just going to stay away from that from now. And I, I don't see anything that's possibly generating this stuff. It's just, it's like patchy all over. Yeah. It's like if somebody had, based on the way it's kind of spread along the walls and, and, and dripped down, it's almost like it exploded outward from some source in the room and just sort of plastered everything and then just sort of drooled its way down. But it's not quite that simple. Um, okay. Well, I suppose I'll just kind of keep, I'll move past that, shuffle and put the lantern down somewhere and try to examine the rest of the room, the papers, uh, possibly the exact location where the mechanical noises came from. When you set the lamp down on the floor, you see that there are drawings on the floor itself in chalk. And those drawings are of some sort of map, a configuration of rooms, corridors, and doors that connect them. And it seems to cover the floor. I wish to transcribe this. That will take some time. Yeah. But you have I'll, the papers around you to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I might need to come back to it after checking with the others, but I don't want it disturbed. Okay. Because It does I, occur to you right now that it would be very strange for a customer to show up at this hour of the night. Ah, oh, heck. Oh, no. <laughs> to go back up there at some point because I'm really not interested in more <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm cut, cutting back to you guys right now. So, yeah, as soon as Wait, you see do- just... you see the doctor getting out all these different files and papers and laying them out on the table in front of her like she's looking for something. I'd like to also to imagine that DF has, like, water deep guard, like, police tape, and he's, like, put police tape around <laughs> the floor, little room. <laughs> It just says property of Waterdeep police do not pass or something. She's like laying out papers. I'm just like, all right, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dr. Theximov is not going to um, like force him to go through therapy if he doesn't want to. Uh, so she'll just dismiss him if he doesn't want to be here. She's exactly. really just therapy here to. only works as if your choice. If you resist it, then you won't do anything anyway. That's true. That's pretty smart. So you can just go back about your pulse and business, Mr. Batman, and I will just visit with my good friend, Strick. Was that pulse and growth? Yeah. I think it might be growth. I passed for the day. I knew the right answer. 
<laughs> the night is out. He walks upstairs. Yeah, heads upstairs. Yeah, Strix Co- is just Co- like... Co- Co- getting caught on a nail at some point. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will pretend to not like, but like, I will laugh. It's a little stumble as he's walking out. He's just walking. He's like, I am the night. Ah, damn it. I am still the night. Still in uh, the same slippers, by the way. Right. Yep. Oh, yeah. Vampire slippers. Yeah. So Strix, yeah. Strix, you have a momentary reprieve from the Dark Knight uh, when he retreats, <laughs> when he retreats upstairs, hard. and uh, you're alone with the halfling and Albie. Yeah, I'll just be scratching Albie and just be like, "Oh, he's so cute." <laughs> a little treat. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming back, Doctor. I haven't done anything right since the last time I saw you. I just oh, keep killing friends and... I don't know about that. When you say you killed your friend, are we talking metaphorically or literally? No wrong. Oh, no, it's literally, literally his body is right up there on the stairs, and I wasn't very nice to him before then because he was weird and had too many guns, and, <laughs> and I feel really guilty because I wasn't even nice to him, and then he just died. And I had to kill him with a lightning bolt in the chest, and he pretty much exploded. Mm, I see. Well... I understand your guilt, and it's okay to feel your feelings. You don't have to get along with everybody you encounter. Um, not a lot of common interests. You don't but really I don't think I should them. kill them. It's probably correct. Probably correct there. Um, was there any particular reason for the lightning bolt to the chest? Oh, yeah. Uh, he was a hippo man, and then he was a mind flayer. Oh, do you know why that would happen? Um, you know, I have some theories, but perhaps we could go together, you and I, get some closure. I could take a look at the body with you. All right. Um, and that then I will good. hop off whatever surface. I will collect my doilies, fold them up, KonMari style, and <laughs> <laughs> they all spark joy. All right. And I will follow Strix to okay. um, As you're collecting up your things... Uh, and and packing them up. Strix, you notice that there is blood falling through a crack in the floor above and just sort of splashing down on the floor of the tap room. This is Warrington's blood seeping through the cracks in the floor. Uh, Yeah, he's up there. Yeah. Is it landing on me? Uh, No, it's just missed you by a few feet. It's splashing down on a stool next to the... uh, where you keep your pastries on display. Great. Um, I just look at it. I'm like, hey, Albie, can you can you can you clean that up? Just, please. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know, I know. There's no need for back talk today, Albie. I know. I'm sorry. All right, um, Paulton. As you get upstairs to the level right below where Diath is. So the third level of the house. Um, there's moonlight coming through a couple windows, and you can see that there is this library study that you have absolutely zero interest in with the door smashed. It is from there that you hear Simon's voice. And Simon says... Simon says, huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really? Is that the first time that's happened? Yeah, show? maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> so and he says... You, first you hear him scream, Ah! <laughs> I got him! I think he's dead! All right, good job, son. I, sh- I should go check on that. 
Uh, All right, I'll, I'll go. Fine. I'll check on my son. When you I'm go so into the library and study, there's no one there. I'm gonna, mm, I'm, I'm gonna cast, uh, 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 what, what's it called? Find the thing. Locate creature. <laughs> Locate creature. Find the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Find the thing. If evil were here, she would say our son is not a thing. Find the sun. But she's not. Locate sun. All right, locate creature. Right, so you cast this, um, and uh, one action later, you try to use it to track Simon. He is, according to the spell, in the room, about 10 feet away from you, standing possibly on the desk, which, by the way, you can see with your own eyes, has no one standing on it. Well, metagaming, I have an idea what's going on. But realistically, I have no <laughs> idea. Sounds like Spalton. <laughs> Simon, my son, where are you? You get no response. Don't make me count to three. One, two. Your spell two. registers he's not around anymore. He's not in range. Things broken. Okay, well then I will. He's not in here. I'm gonna look up in that other room. Okay. So you head upstairs and reunite with Diath. Diath. I like walk up behind him, like really quietly, <laughs> and just like really loudly, just like right behind him. Commissioner Woodrow, <laughs> what did you find? God damn it! Can you just not see at this point? <laughs> Not well. No. He has been bumping into a couple things. Oh. Yeah. I definitely heard him. Yeah, you probably did. <clears throat> okay. Um, right away, DS will just say, uh, stay away from that stuff. It's, it's, pulse is evil. There's maps all over it, all kinds of pa- papers, and all, I don't know. There's a lot going on here, and I'm going to need some time to really examine it. He's like, what stuff? He just like pokes it the way he just pointed at. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what? Uh, so you have a number of things you can poke at uh, when you sort of look around in the lantern light. And uh, one of them is the mannequin with the rabbit ears. Nope. Um, one of them is this weird box that's sort of enclosed on three sides but open on another, um, sitting on top of another box with some wires going into it. I mean, you could put your hand in that, I guess. Um, I kind of assumed he was talking about the... Oh, the, the residue. The black resin. The yeah. black resin stuff. Yeah, that stuff's all over the place. You going to touch that? Why, why shouldn't I touch it? Make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Give it a second. Not 20. Okay. You, God damn it. you also feel uh, that psychic damage uh, would have been visited upon you um, had you not been a little bit more careful and pulled your hand away before it could damage you. The will of the night is too strong. <laughs> Diaz will say, that's why I don't touch it. Spoopy. Oh my god, that is that thing is hot. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Diaz, it was me, Paulton, the whole time. <laughs> what? But my identity needs to be safe with you. Can you keep this secret? I could do this for your friend. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Strix, you lead Dr. Theximoff upstairs. Is that the plan? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to lead her to the body, and I'm going to be like, I don't really want to look at the body. Yeah, on the second floor, at the bottom of the staircase, uh, leading up to the third floor, Doctor, you can see this titanically big mind flare, like about seven feet tall, splayed out on the floor, and clearly he was murdered. Um, this. Thanks for saying it, it was murder. And uh, <laughs> there's, there's enough of a uniform, uh, a torn uniform worn by this creature to remind you that it could be their, their gift friend who obviously underwent a seromorphosis. Mm. Um, can I... Not your, hand, not your handiwork, but, but, not, but... I will say that internally, I'm like, clearly not one of mine. Um, <laughs> Do I hear that? Do I hear that? <laughs> no. in, in brain, internally, can't. by okay. definition, means okay. no. <laughs> uh-huh. I, just, I felt like she was saying something <laughs> scary. Um, can I inspect uh, the body of this. Yes. Okay. And uh, for that, you'll want to make like a, let's say an investigation check if you're trying to draw some conclusions. Investigation. Uh, Let's see. Uh, That is going to be a 22. Excellent. So you can conclude, now it's obvious how he died. These guys killed him. Um, But... It's, it's also clear to you that he was probably, you'd venture, um, implanted with a Mind flare tadpole before he even met them. Um, oh. And so uh, this, since he transformed, you believe, just recently, uh, you think that he, he was probably implanted a couple months ago. And uh, it's likely to... Uh, based on, because that, that uh, seromorphosis, you know, ba- mostly takes hold in humanoids. And a GIF is a humanoid, so he was definitely eligible. Um, um, I, after doing my inspection and coming to this conclusion, I will turn to Strix and ask... How long have you known this this friend of yours? Um, very long, perhaps. Um, how long have we known Warrington? Like probably like four months, three or five months. Uh, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll just look at her and say it's about five months ish. He seemed fine. I mean, he was always a little barmy and liked guns a lot, and I think he was from space. But other than that. Hmm. He did shoot himself out of a cannon into a mind flayer ship and then explode it and then ended up here. I think that's how he became a Commodore because they thought he was dead. I'm hmm. not sure. The other hippo people told us that. Well, he sounds like an exciting fellow shooting himself out of cannons. No, um, he was an exciting fellow. Hmm. The now two this, of you this, hear someone come down the stairs. You hear the creaking oh. of the stairs, uh, but you don't see anyone on the stairs. Okay. Well, there's probably ghosts in here now. Oh, how fun. Uh, <laughs> why is that fun? What's wrong with you? Well, it's just interesting. I just think ghosts are neat. I think I need a new therapist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think there's anything I can do to find, to see that whatever this is, but... 
maybe I can, um, let's see. No, that's not going to work. None of this is going to work. I'm going to, you know what, I'm just going to say, I, Warrington was doing weird stuff in his room. We should go look in his room and maybe that will help. Maybe we can find out what is going on here because now there's ghosts in the house and maybe they're hippo people ghosts coming to haunt me because I killed one of their brethren. Who knows? I like that initiative. Why don't we go and take a look and see if maybe he was hiding something that turned him into a mind flayer just randomly for no reason at all. No, I know it's not randomly. I mean, they definitely implant slugs into people's brain. I know that. They do do that. Yeah, I've Mm -hmm. been told. I've been told (laughs) they do that. All right. Uh, as so you, close as, to insight checking you. <laughs> as as you make your it. way up the stairs, uh, Doctor, you feel yes. something or someone grab you by the throat. Oh. I would like you to make a strength athletics check. Okay. Uh, oh. You gotta do it, Chris. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, strict. You see the doctor who's kind of, well, you hear her first. The doctor kind of Mm -hmm. gasp, gasp behind you. And then when you turn to look at her, she is Mm -hmm. off her feet in the air and being thrust up against the wall of the staircase. And there's clearly something around her neck because you can see her throat is all sort of pressed in and she's gagging for breath as she's being held off her feet against the wall. Okay. Well, first I'm like, is this what a heart attack looks like? And then I'm like, wait, no, it's not. And her little uh, her little bag drops onto the steps um, okay. as she as she reaches for whatever force is trying to grab her. But as she's reaching, there's nothing there. Oh God. Okay. Um, well, I think this is a ghost. So I'm going to go ahead and cast spirit guardians around me, and I'm, my chickens are going to appear. Okay. And. I'm just going to say, I chickens, I think we have ghosts. Okay. Can you, like, can you check if there's ghosts, chickens? Okay. You see, now how many chickens do you create, do you know? I don't know. I can actually check. Is it just an unknown number? Yeah, I'm just going to cast it at third level, nothing, because <laughs> I'm just having them look for ghosts. It says, Spirit um, Guardians. You can designate any number of creatures you can see to be affected by it. But it doesn't actually actually outline the number of creatures, so... No, it doesn't. Dozens. Dozens of spectral spectral chickens appear. I I like to assume, like, if it's a battle, she could have, like, six, like, a bunch of big ones for a battle. Like, six big ones, but maybe she can summon, like, a bunch of tiny, regular-sized spectral chickens to run around and search for things. Now, they're close enough being on that staircase for Dieth and Paulton to hear them. The spectral chickens? Yes. Yeah, oh, that's fine. I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm summoning the chickens because the doctor's being choked by a ghost. What? Did you just hear that? <laughs> well, it's, like, it's like, oh, wait, hold on. Back, back to this thing. I guess the doctor's into weird shit. <laughs> we should go. What? Come on. Let's I'll, go. I'll, you, you keep doing that. I'll check on it. It just kind of... All right. Uh, uh, Dieth will fall behind him, but he'll be sure to take the lantern out yes. of the room. Good, with yeah. him. Good call. Accidents. Meanwhile, Strix is going, did you know that we were at the beach earlier today? <laughs> <laughs> While I'm, like, struggling. <laughs> yeah, she's being choked, and Strix is like, we were at the beach earlier today, and it was really nice, and we went for a swim. 
<laughs> okay. At the at the start of your turn, Doctor Theximoff, you take some damage. Um, you take a total of thirteen points of damage, and it is your turn. What would you like to do? Okay. Uh, and the spectral chickens don't seem to be reacting to anything. Okay. Just, um. Well. Uh, well, on the the strength check you had me roll, I rolled a fifteen. Oh, okay. um, so this this is a new strength check you made. Uh, it's the one you had me do before. Should I uh, do okay. another one? Yes, please. Okay. Worse. Uh, <coughs> that's a five. Okay. Uh, but what um, would you like to try to do? Um, can I? I'd like to cast command on whatever's choking me, mm-hmm. if possible. Okay. Um. I don't have my book with me, so I'm not sure if command requires a saving throw. It does. Um, and uh, I just have to check one other thing about the spell, specifically whether or not you have to see what it is you're commanding. Okay. Uh, it's a creature you can see within range. Okay. Um, why don't we try... Well, I feel like detect good and evil is not going to do anything in this house. Um, <laughs> Come on. What about <laughs> what about calm emotions? Is that also based on sight? Uh, I think that's actually an area. In which case, okay. it might be perfect. Um, let's do let's do calm emotions if it's an AOE. Yeah, it's in a yeah, it's a twenty foot radius sphere. So there okay. you go. Sounds great. All right, let's and do that. Uh, so everybody, including well. Not everybody, just you, Strix. You have to make a saving throw. Oh, great. This is a charisma saving throw. Oh, I'm good at that. Though. It'll be great. You'll have a great time. You'll be calm. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a lot. Oh, my God. That's adding my charisma bonus, right? Oh, yeah. That's 28. Shit. Dang. Okay, so your emotions are not calmed by this spell. <laughs> I'm always anxious. <laughs> that's fair. Um, but... Uh, (laughs) My charisma bonus keeps me to always be anxious. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, so as the spell is cast, Doctor, it works, and whatever is holding you releases you, and you just kind of drop down to the stairs. Oh, Oh, she's not having a heart attack anymore. She's fine. Yeah, I will uh, pop back up and, like, smooth myself off, and, like, I'm, I'm fine. We'll find, we'll, we'll put out, that's okay. That's and, the, okay. and then Paulton comes into view, this dark specter <laughs> standing uh. at the top, top of the steps. Like, uh, Citizens, what seems to be the problem? Say <laughs> <laughs> all these spectral chickens. Did the chickens find anything? Nope. Oh, I'm like, I'm sorry for summoning you, you guys. I just apologize to the chickens. I heard there was doctor choking happening and I came running. She's okay, but there's invisible shit in the house. What be ghosts? Can't you? You do fairy fire. Cast some fairy fire around here. There's invisible shit. Did it hurt anybody we care about? Doctor, that force that you sensed, that intelligence, is calm now. Oh. Uh, you I believe it will last for up to one minute. Ooh. If oh, you great. Con- if you con- continue concentrating on your calm emotion spell. All right. <laughs> All right, let's, Paulton, the bat, Paulton, dark Paulton, Darth, Bart Paulton. <laughs> <laughs> can we, 
can we just go upstairs? We need to, Warrington was doing something up there. I need to go look at it because it's, I'm sure that Dieth is up there copying a map or something and I need to go look Actually, at it. Actually, Dieth comes down right now <laughs> shining this light, this lantern. It's, pretty, it's messed up up there. It's weird shit. You'd probably okay. do it. All right. Uh, Dieth, should I go look at that? Uh, I go look at the stuff up there. As Dieth comes around the corner, his first thing he'll probably say is, Dr. Seximoff. <laughs> Doris? What are you doing here? Nice you just came in pop and see my friend, Correct. It's very, very unusual for a doctor to make a house call in the middle of the night. This she seems broke into here. I don't yeah, did, wait. Appointment. Yeah, why did you come here? Why are you here at this moment in the middle of the night after our lovely beach day in which we then murdered our friend? Did your friend get to go on the beach day? Yes, yes, but we were all mean to him. Oh. <laughs> except for except for Paulton. I heard he was super nice to him. No, you weren't. He was super cool to him. They're best <laughs> friends. And Paulton must be pretty sad if his best friend is dead. Oh, he's devastated. <laughs> yeah. If Paulton wants to talk about it, I'm just, you know. You just remember that his last dying words were, I leave all my guns to you. Oh, that's so nice. That is very uh, nice. I'm, I'm sorry. I was still wondering <laughs> what you're doing here. I was in the neighborhood. Thought I'd visit my friend Strix. We have been seeing each other on more of a regular basis. Huh. Yes, she's made an incredible amount of growth. I'm glad. Well, this I... is... This may not be the best time. Things are very dangerous right now, and I'm, I'm, it might be better if you're not here, Doctor. I, I am concerned about... We're all concerned. That's our secret. Fair. Um, your your friend, uh, may he be rested, uh, is now a mind flayer uh, through a process from this. I was told that he shot himself onto a mind flayer cannon, and now I'm concerned that nobody else, uh, you know, maybe had a run in with mind flayers and could also be a secret mind flayer, perhaps. I mean, um, any of us could be secret mind flayers. Paulton ran into mind flayers outside. He could be a secret mind player. Interesting. Paulton? Oh, we better go ask him about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we should. I would love to hear about this encounter with mind flayers outside. Um, I'll, I'll managed go get to get him. away. With Only I know where he is. I'll, I'll this is him. why I hate it when evil in the leaves. <laughs> so Paulton's room is actually right where you guys are. It's right at... <laughs> You're just going to walk in. <laughs> just like, I don't buy <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'll be out in a... He'll be, he'll be out in a... <laughs> oh okay. Thank you for getting him for us. It's really kind of you. Of course. Door opens. Shut the door and yeah. lock it behind me. Click. Okay. Oh, Paulson, you're back. Are you a secret mind player? I, I, I didn't come out yet. You didn't come so. out yet. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm just gonna leave. I, I'm I'm gonna go upstairs and look at the stuff okay. upstairs. I'm I'm just like I can't I can't deal with this. You, you stop you stop past the ath and his light. Wait. Yeah. What? Go, I know you're gonna want to, but do not touch the black stuff. Oh, noted. Thank it's, you. It's really bad. Okay. <laughs> try not to. Uh, what about lick it? Can I lick it? Don't don't go anywhere near it. It'll 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 hurt you right in the brain. All right, my brain's already good enough in that on its own, so I'll make sure not to touch it. 
right. But you are making progress. Um, Thank can, you, doctor. Can um, I would like to turn to DS and and be and say like, um, I don't want to keep you. Um, I'll I'll leave you guys. We're clearly going through some things. I am concerned about the amount of mind flares in the area. Um, yeah. I, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. I um. Strix is clearly very upset and guilty about um, her friend. She she feels like she's responsible, but I feel like she did what she had to do to protect um, everyone in the house. Mind flayers are no joke, even if they were your friends before. Um, if you'd like, I can have somebody come and remove this for you so it's not traumatic. Um, unless, you know having dead bodies in your house is something that you do often? <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't judge. I'm never going to yuck anybody's yum, but, um, you hear Strix yell, I'm good at burying bodies. I'll take care of it. Yeah. Warrington was our friend and I think it's only appropriate that we ourselves give him a proper burial. This I think that's... do for him after... That's incredibly noble of you. Uh, Dyson or something. Um, my concern is, I don't know a lot about mind flayers, but you don't think perhaps the mind flayers that your friend Paulton ran into were trying to come and collect him? I'm just saying, as a mental professional, I have certain resources you could use for this. Why would mind flayers, mind flayers come and try to collect him? From my research, they do appear to be kind of a hive mind type of deal. So maybe they were just coming to get him. I have some notes here in my bag, and I will grab my bag and just, like, again, pulling out various bits of uh, research, which all looks like conspiracy theory like Mothman Bush did 9-11 like <laughs> wars and I just like start piling it on where it's like mind flares like hive mind mind flares kidnapping children out of schools like I will just start giving this to him to have and you can keep these I have plenty of copies I just don't want to mess around you know huh. so you know way more than you said you did well I mean, you can always learn more. That's for sure. I don't want to say that I'm an expert or anything like that when you can always have a little growth. Sure. Well, we don't... I, I still think it best if we deal with the body because if nothing else, maybe someday we were able to get the funds or the means or whatever it is. Maybe someday we can actually bring him back. We got true resurrection spells, so I don't... I don't think it'd be a good idea for us to just remove him. Mm. I understand. I will take out one of my business cards and um, hand it to DS. And I'll be like, you call me anytime. The death of a friend is, it's really something else, you know? Uh, well, thank you for inviting me in your lovely home. I will say until you bury him, maybe like roll him onto a piece of plastic. He is leaking from the ceiling there. And I will go ahead and just, uh, Make my way downtown, as it were. Yeah. Um, sorry, I also heard there were ghosts. Yeah, but um, now I'm kind of mad at the ghost because it did try and choke me. So I'm I'm processing that on my own. I won't make that your problem. You got um, yeah. But 
but we have unseen servants, but not straight also, off the ghost. Strix is like, why was the ghost choking you? Could be any number of reasons. I don't remember a ghost from last time. Neither do I. What the hell is going on in this place? Don't let her leave! Strix, you walk into the Warrington's room, the old attic storage room, and you can see the black goo on the walls, which is sort of hardened. Oh, I want to lick it. Yes, you do. (laughs) But you also see the the maze map on the floor that he drew, and you can see all the contraptions that he's built out of everything he could get his hands on, including this strange mannequin in the center of the room with the bunny ears. All right. Does anything look like... What is the most openly dangerous slash magical looking piece in here? Well, you don't know what's magical unless you cast okay. magic. Okay. Oh, do I have that now, thanks to my new stick? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> no. I have telekinesis. That's fun. Uh, I don't think I do. Oh, I have dispel magic, which that might work. Actually, you do have detect magic. You can use that with I the staff do! at will. Wow! No, no my charges. New, <laughs> my new stick. All right, because I still have my regular staff has a lantern on yes. my belt. Sorry, I'll take out my new my new staff, which and. Uh, All right, it flares uh, with some uh, magical runes as it kind of lights up a little bit, and you cast that spell. When you do, you can see that there is magic issuing from the mannequin. All right, and you can see that. Part of it has broken off. It's got sort of these, it's got new arms kind of attached to it, so they're kind of sticking out okay. at, at kind of weird angles. But it's also got these other things stuck in it, and there's something lying on the floor that looks like it's meant to attach into its chest. All right. I look at, the, I look at that, and I'm like, well, this looks like some kind of weird space hippo nonsense that I need to put together. So I'll walk over there and pick up the piece and stick it inside the (laughs) chest of the mannequin. When you do, the mannequin immediately... So it's on... It doesn't have uh, legs anymore. It's sort of on a post that's fixed to a base. And it starts to spin around on that post like some sort of crazy ballerina. Okay, not not like in this. And as it does, energy begins to flash over its metal parts and between its bunny ears, and a portal opens up in the room, and Paulton, Diath, you hear this sound from upstairs. You've heard that sound before, I'm sure. And then this kind of... Oh. Uh, Is this loud enough to wake me up? Because I just went to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. You went in the room and went to sleep? (laughs) You you just nodded off, and you you were awakened by this strange sound. This womp womp sound. Uh, After hearing that, uh, I'm just going to look to Dr. Thexamoff and just be like, sorry, I really have to go check on something. <laughs> of course, of course. You run upstairs and with like, the lantern. Yeah. Paul, Paul like opens the door and his, like, his, his strawed slippers and robes. He's like, 
why is it so loud in this damn house? (laughs) (laughs) Simon is missing. Like, this is why evil and can't leave. Paulton, when you come out and you say that, the only one here to hear you is Dr. Theximoff. She's standing at the top. Why are you still here? (laughs) I was told to wait. Well, you're being told not to wait. You may go. Well, you have a wonderful night. I love those slippers. Those are just the cutest. Oh, aren't they? They are. It's so good. Like, they they make me nostalgic, right? <laughs> That's so sweet. Well, it, you tell uh, your Batman friend that I hope he has a fun time fighting crime. And I will pick up my <laughs> bag and use this opportunity to leave the house. Okay. So, Doctor, you make your way downstairs past the corpse of Warrington Munt uh, and through uh, into another chamber, which has the spiral staircase leading down. Um, you see, once you're back down in the tap room, that... Albie, the albino beholder baseball creature, um, is there. It didn't really do any of the cleaning that it was asked to do. (laughs) It tried to sort of stop the blood by kind of positioning itself underneath it so it wouldn't fall on the stool, but now it's just covered with mind flayer blood. Um, I would like to take another handkerchief and dab at his little, like, little head. And put it back in my bag because I don't litter. And then I will go to my waiting coach. It, this beholder thing kind of follows you. Aw, with me. Um, no, don't take Albie. I won't take him. Um, as as um, like it's like somebody's dog that's like really excited. I'll like gently like kind of push it away as I try and like close the door. All right. It. Um... It, it really wants to go with you, uh, but you kind of pull the door shut. But then I need you to make a strength check to oppose its telekinetic Oh, my way. God. <laughs> All right. Actually, just make a strength saving throw. Um, okay. That's not bad. 17? That's, that's strong enough that you can force the door closed until it latches. Okay. And head to your cart. Uh, then as you're climbing into the cart with the help of the driver, because the steps are kind of big for your little body, you see through the dark window of the tap room, the beholder just sort of pressed up against it. <laughs> looking like at you dog. like a dog. Very, very sad. I will, I will blow it a little kiss and be like, oh, bye, you sweet little biscuit. And then Its I'll, eyes get big. Um, I will be emotionally traumatized by this <laughs> for at least two hours. <laughs> Um, and then instead of going home, I'm going to go back to um, the asylum. Okay. You give the driver directions. Head back to the Mistra arms, Mistra's arms. And so it clatters off. And th- even those of you in the, in the bowels of the house can hear the sound of a coach outside clattering away. Um, Strix, uh, when you, Dieth, when you get upstairs, there's no sign of Strix. And you can just see the mannequin kind of slowing down. It's spinning. And there's like a little flash of light from between the bunny ears, and it goes dark. The very first thing I do is call out for Strix. Strix, you are in the room, but there's Mm -hmm. no residue on the walls. Okay. Um, And even though it's the same room, it seems right. to be in a different time or place because there are large parts of the wall mm-hmm. walls that are just missing 
and okay. all the glass is broken out. So there are these gaps and slats into the night. Now, you okay. would be able to see out okay. through these gaps, except for the fact that there are big, thick webs. Okay. Outside. I know, I, know where, where, I know what this is. And caught in the webs, you can see what appear to be uh, birds that have flown okay. into them and become trapped. Okay. There's no uh, sign of the contraption or any of, other, any of Warrington's other paraphernalia in the room. Okay. I know this place. I've been here, haven't I? Well, have I will it? Arcana check, but I think I've been here. Oh, that's... 14? What do you think this room is? This is the Shadowfell. Hard to say, but it does sort of remind you of that. Um, And the place seems to be, has not, this room has not been lived in in a long time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There is still a door, however, leading out into the hallway across from which would be Diath's room. Okay. I'm going to go to that door. Okay, just telling myself, I'm just going, okay, can get out, can always get out, gonna get out, have my new stick, have my old stick, have things to defend myself, gonna and then get you, out. Do you hear your name? Oh, God, no. Okay. No. Uh, okay. No, it was just a bunny. It was just a bunny mannequin. It seems so innocuous. Okay, and where is it coming from? Somewhere. Okay. Okay. I just stand. I just hold. I stand up straight, and I I look out into the room, and I say, "Yes. What do you want? I'm here. I'm probably stuck here again for a million years. What do you want?" Dieth, you get no response. Um. Am I up in the room at this point? Yes. Hey, where'd Strix go? She's, she's gone right now. So when, when I when I came in here, I noticed like the mannequin was moving and doing stuff. It was spitting around very slowly, yeah. coming to a stop, and, and there was just a flash between its bunny ears, signaling that whatever it did or whatever happened, it stopped now. In a precursory glance around the room, I see no other notable changes. There. Some of the things have been moved around a little bit, pushed by, maybe by some sort of energy or force, and a few papers seem to be missing. Or okay. they were blown away somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you can also yeah. see what appears to be a dead bird on the floor that wasn't there before. What kind of bird was it? It's a desiccated sparrow. It looks like it's been dead for a long time. Huh. That's, that's weird. Uh, Diaz will kind of like do the thing where he's going to like step over a lot of stuff mm-hmm. on the floor. Yeah. Get closer to the mannequin and just inspect it further. He doesn't even really know what he's looking for. He's just... Okay. Make a perception oh, check. God. And Paulton, you're there too. Okay. Am I doing any check? Uh, <coughs> it depends. What do, you, what do you want to do? You see, Diaz obviously looking around this mannequin. Do I... Feel anything familiar? Mm. No. no. Um, not at the moment. Perception is 21. 
You see that uh, near the base of the mannequin is a small piece of metal that looks like it fell off. It became de- detached. Okay. And I don't remember if this, was on the, if this was on the mannequin before or not. You don't remember seeing it on the mannequin before, but you can see with your roll where it's supposed to be in the chest of the mannequin. Okay. It's this sort of U-shaped piece of wire that sort of plugs in almost like into an outlet. Uh, holding on to it, Dieth is just going to turn back to Paulton and just be like, do you, do you know what this is? Do you know anything? Do I see that it looks like it would fit in there? Mm-hmm. Can I just, like, if I try to take it from Dieth, is he going to, like, let it go? Probably. Then, yes. Just, wanna, like, take it just like, oh, yeah, he's looking at it for inspection like, purposes. Mm-hmm. Oh, clearly that goes in there. <laughs> Click. Click. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Strix, uh, what do you do when you get no reply to your query? Um... I mean, I, I'm looking. There's a door. Mm-hmm. So Le- I'm leading def- out, leading out to the hallway that goes downstairs. Okay, so I'm not. I don't know what's here. So I'm just going to very gently just peek through the door. Okay. I don't want to like go through <coughs> the door. I just want to like. Okay. This hallway has a gaping hole in the roof, and again, there seem to be more webs strung around the outside of the structure. <sighs> But the staircase leading down to the third floor, you can see, is in very poor condition, but is basically still intact. Okay. The wooden staircase has become warped by time and elements. Diaz's bedroom door is uh, not entirely closed, but you can hear um, nothing coming from beyond it, and you can just sort of smell um, kind of that smell of bird poop and neglect and uh, time passing. Right. Um, I will... Uh, I'm just going to... I'm going to go ahead and make uh, make myself... Well, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just... Uh, I'm going to turn myself into a cloud. <sighs> All right, yeah. you're a gaseous Strix. Yeah. And I'm going to kind of float down the hallway so that I don't get it around any of the dangerous falling bits okay. and just sort of peek in the rooms. All right. As you make your way down the hallway, you hear a whoosh sound behind you, back from the room you came. Oh. And there's a blast of air that sort of passes through your gaseous body down the staircase from that room. Oh, I'm definitely going to look back to that. So I'll turn around and look. When you turn around and you peer back into the room, you see Diath and Paulton standing there. Uh, See? You just see their backs and Diath's just like, I don't think that did anything. (laughs) (laughs) And then suddenly (laughs) Diath and and Paulton, you instantly see you've been transformed to another space. Oh, yeah, Strix will immediately <coughs> float back in there and turn back into herself and be like, oh, you made it! And we got Strix back. And also it completely changed the same room we're still in. Uh, after turning around and seeing Strix there, uh, Diaz immediately is just like, Strix, and like kind of runs up to her and 
almost kind of like stops himself. In her uh, in her gaseous form, she there's nothing to really hold on no, to. No, she 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 turned back. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Once yeah. They okay. Got there, yeah. Yeah. He kind of like stops himself before he got too close and just like. <clears throat> uh, she hugs what him. Happened? She oh. she she doesn't stop him. She hugs him immediately. No, oh, and then he'll just kind of be like. He'll <laughs> throw it back and just like, what happened? It's a portal. I think we're in the shadow fell. Oh, again? Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Paulton? You take a closer look. This place likes you better. Does it feel like it likes me better? <laughs> <laughs> um, make an insight check, Paulton. Uh, uh, dirty 20. Okay. Um, this feels a little different, um, but you can't explain exactly how. But on some meta level, you, Paulton, realize that this is, if nothing else, a, a ver- you are in a version of Waterdeep that is different from the one you came from. A coexistent water deep. Says, all right. This feels exactly the same, and I can explain everything. <laughs> so we there, are in, yeah. We are in uh, not not or deep shadow fire deep. And, <laughs> fire, fire and shallowant. <laughs> it is. It is the right side up and of water. <laughs> well, so would you say perhaps a different dimension? Yes. I mean, that's my guess. Yes, you would. That's totally what I was going to say, but then you beat me to it. Sorry, I didn't mean to take that away from you. No, it's okay. I already knew that. Yeah, Clearly. I wouldn't have known that without you. Exactly. That's why. If, this might be where everyone is. I don't know. If, this, if there's invisible things, they might have come from here. Well, a big-ass spider, ah! about ten, <laughs> like about 10 feet across, crawls on the outside of the web um, up toward the roof, paying no mind to you at all. Okay, okay. Doesn't, doesn't want us. Let's doesn't, stay, away from, stay away from the walls. And doesn't, doesn't want us. Isn't, all right. Look, last we heard when we went to the Blackstaff Tower, isn't it possible that this is what Audra Nell was mucking around with? That's right. I wonder if we yell her name, she'll I, come see us. I don't know if we should yell. Yeah, we there should go spiders. straight. We should go straight to the library. Oh, the library. That's right. It's wow. one. It's, it's right below you, one floor down. I can help us get there. I can yeah. use my pass wall. You totally could. All right. Okay. I with, I'm going to use my new stick and, and wow, this is, is this a plan? This is really good of us. I'm so proud of us. Can we just, can we get like a, a, a group high five or something? I learned that in therapy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so I, you, you yeah. burn, you burn the charges and then you tap the staff on the ground, opening a hole in the floor that you can see as the library below you. And through that hole, you see the kids. <gasps> They're okay. You guys are Okay. Yeah, well, they're, they're all huddled around um, in the library. And this library, by the way, does not look like yours. It looks lived in. 
There are oh. books on the shelves. There's all kinds of paraphernalia about. This is somebody's workspace. Uh, oh. And they, the kids are not alone. You see that they have, lying on the floor next to them, another kid. And you recognize this other kid as the young boy to whom Evelyn gave Juniper. Oh! This is the oh. young boy also that Simon locked in a chest oh, in yeah. the turret. The young boy's name probably escapes you at the moment. But mm-hmm. he is lying unconscious on the floor, Simon standing on the desk nearby with a wooden slat oh. in his hand. That's, I just look at Paul and I'm like, that's not my problem. <laughs> My son's already conquered the Shadowfell. <laughs> <laughs> and when the kids see the, you in the, the hole in the ceiling, the magical hole that's formed temporarily, uh, Nat will wave, uh, Simon will drop. He'll actually sort of try to hide <laughs> the piece of wood, kind of kick it off the end of the desk. Yeah. Jenks is just going to yell, there's no pies here! <laughs> hey, guys! <laughs> and... Uh, Simon will say, we're prisoners. Oh, God. What, like, emotionally or literally here? Um, uh, and he says, oh, a wizard. She's holding us here. Strix, well, how long can you keep this pass wall open? Oh, it just, it just stays open. It's just there. It just, yeah. Great. Hang on, kids. We're getting you out of there. Uh, and Dieth will, like, hop down into that room. Okay. You land like a cat. Yeah. Baldwin kind of stumbles through the hole. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and Strix kids, just falls and the, hits the ground. The kids will tell you that this, this young boy um, works with the wizards. With the wizard. Sorry. Works. With the, the wizard? wizard? Holding them captive. Yeah. And so their plan was to knock him out and trade him, trade his release for their release. The kids, you can't, you can't be manipulating people like that. Leaves over Simon. I'm so proud of you. You can't. <laughs> people's lives as a currency for trade. You're doing great, son. Keep it up. We're gonna have a long talk about this, and I'm gonna congratulate you. So uh, this young boy who's lying unconscious on the floor who just got conked over the head not too long ago uh, and the kids were talking about, uh, you can see that he is, he looks like the boy you had met earlier, but um, the way he's dressed, very kind of dirty, soot-stained, his uh, brown hair is even longer, and you can see he's sort of sallow and malnourished. Aw. All right, let's, let's get them out of here. Uh, Let's, let's take the kids and like put them back up into the room above. All right. That's how we got in. Maybe that's the same way we can get out. Yeah, I can. There's, um, a, there's a ladder that you can detach from the shelves. One of those rolly little slidey ladder things to help get them get back up because it's like a 10 foot climb okay, to the sure. hole. Yes. So we'll do that. But DF also will kind of stay near the ladder and like kind of like hoist each kid up as like yeah. as they're going up to help make sure they're okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they'll tell you that this is the wizard's study. And they don't know who right. she is, but she is just crazy. Yeah. All right. We're getting them out of here. Okay, we'll put the ladder up. 
and I can't actually dispel the pass wall, so we can get them upstairs in the in the other room. But there's that giant spider <coughs> that's really bad. I don't think we should. I think we should go with them. Does anyone else want to meet this wizard? We'll we'll meet the wizard, but not with the kids. Oh, true. Yeah, let's just hold on. Uh, Dieth wants to investigate the shit out of this room. Okay. As much as he can. Yeah, you can see that the the shelves are packed with uh, all sorts of books that have been gathered from who knows where. Um, It's a mishmash collection. Oh, yeah, I go through that too. (laughs) The the desk has a lectern beside it that has an open spell book on it, and there are some other books piled on the desk, as well as some um, melting candles uh, that Simon sort of accidentally kicked over. Uh, You can see that there's a a bird cage um, that doesn't have any birds in it at the moment. Uh, but you can see there's a small pillow in the cage, and they will tell you that that's where the boy apparently was living. Ugh. Oh. This person's this person's barmy. Mm. Can I look at the what the spell book is open to? Uh, it is open to, not surprisingly, a spell, but one you are not familiar with. And when you look at the book and all the notes around it, you can see that uh, this spell book has. The spells have been transcribed in one hand, of course, and uh, there's a whole bunch of annotations and things, and just some crazy-ass drawings. Um, oh. this, is a, this is a mind that doesn't think like normal minds. Oof. Uh, Ooh, this is... As you sort of flip through, there is a drawing that shows somebody who's got, like, something impaled through them. And written above it is the name Alcoria. Oh, no! Oh no, oh no, this is the enemy of, of, oh no, oh no. What did she do to her? You're oh knowing a lot and I have very little context. <laughs> okay, Paltip, listen. Oh, you know, or, or Coria was the one who, who helped us, who helped us open the bakery. She's the one who was like my wizard patron, who I Our thought was my friend. She's the one who uh, helped turn Simon into a real boy. She turned ah. Simon Yes. yes, there's the context that Paulton would know. Yes, she turned Simon into a real boy, not that she's been to her house a million times. It's fine. <laughs> Barely aware of yes. being sold. And, and as you recall, she's the one who sold the house. She owned the house before Magnus did. I think, I don't think she's a nice person. I think she trapped whoever this, this person is here. Maybe they can help us. Maybe like it seems like they've gone insane being here, but they might not be bad. How do we know we don't have this backwards? Maybe she got herself stuck here. I mean, we'd heard about from the Blackstaff. They even said that she worked with dimensional magic and was already rejected by. That's true. That's true. Yes. Maybe she's misunderstood. Well, maybe she's just bad. Then I don't know. I think we should get out of here. The boy is waking up. I just like calm oh. down my head. No, don't do that. No, no. <laughs> I'll give him one of my my little Goodberry hand pies. Oh, okay. Uh, so you splash something on him to wake him up after Paulton just conks him on the head. Yeah, and, and I just hand him a hand him a pie. pie. Uh, when you do, he just devours it. Um, hey, dude, little guy, what's going on here? So in a moment, I'm going to turn this character over to Jared, uh, but. This is what this young man says, and uh, he tells you that he has been a prisoner here um, for a long time. Uh, He lived with his family in the town. 
His family was killed, uh, murdered as, as uh, for being, for harboring and sheltering harpers. Oh. He and his sister were able to flee and survive, but they became separated, and that's when he was caught by Audra and brought back here to basically be a servant. Okay, not nice. Audra, not nice. Audra, rug Audra. This is Audra, the rug Audra, the one who sent the rug. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she did have, the, the kid tells you that she did order a rug. Yeah, with her dimensional magic. This is where she's been. Perhaps you've been trapped, who knows? And water deep. In secret. So Strix will like kneel down to the kid and be like, do you know where she could be right now? Oh, she's, she's in the house. She, she felt some weird presence across dimensions, and she went to confront it because it was somebody she knew. Oh, uh, yeah, last I heard, she went to go and choke someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, it's in great hands. He's in great hands. <laughs> I love this. That's unfortunate. There's something, uh, there's something else that you know, Martum, uh, and that is that uh, this, that the, the water deep that he lives in, is ruled by worshippers of Shar, the goddess of shadow and night. Oh no! And the three rulers, the three rulers of the city, are a death knight named Vanrak Moonstar, a shadow dragon named Umbraxakar, and Evelyn of Shar. Oh no! Guys. Guys, guys, can we stay here? It's so cool. No, we're not staying here. It's so cool here. Don't you remember that? You don't Yes, I do, and it was so cool. It was not cool. It was pretty cool. Everyone's in danger right here, right now. We got to get everyone out of here. Yes, we need to leave immediately. We need to meet this wizard. No, I can't. Do I have a spell to make you pass out? I'm just. (laughs) Nope. (sighs) It's okay. She's probably not even that strong. All right. That's why and she has was, to order Do her. we know if Waffles is here? I'm going to turn to turn to Simon. Simon, is Waffles here? Is Waffles back at the house? Simon's upstairs now, and he's saying, uh, she didn't come with us. Okay. All right. Waffles is back at the house. We didn't check. She must have been asleep. She sleeps a lot. Um, it's like a cat. So, <laughs> all right. Waffles isn't here. We just need to get the kids out of here. We all need to stay together. So let's all go upstairs. Uh... Can I go too? Yes. What was your name again? What is my name? Martem. Martem? With yeah. an N or an M? M. M A R T E M. Last name Trek. T R E C. Martem. Okay. Martem. Two M's. Uh, I'm Martem. All right, Martem. Yes. Coming with us. Okay. Yes. Yes. We have plenty. We need. We always need more mouths to feed. Yep. So Martem. Cold here a lot. Don't worry, you'll get your... No, you won't get your own room. That's a lie. You'll get to live with three other wonderful children. Let's go! Martin, you know that there's... the. Uh, if they're going to try to escape this place, they're probably going to need um, our Audra spellbook. Oh, any, any time Audra ever wants to leave, she she take that big old thing and does stuff with it. I look at the spellbook, and I'm like, you know what, I want that anyway, and I take it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I was like, I'm not a wizard, but I'm taking it anyway. Strix, definitely take it. If nothing else, we could probably learn quite a bit from it. That's true. Also, I like books, even though no one ever gets them for me and our library is empty. 
So <laughs> you all. So I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't assume this. Do you all climb up this up the ladder to get back into the room uh, that was the attic room? Because as I understand it, Paulton's really got a you know a, a bee in his bonnet about uh, finding this Audra now. Yes, we need to. I agree, Paulton. We need to find Audra, but we need to keep the kids safe. So, my yes. idea is, and hear me out. There's four of them. It might be a bit of a waste of my magic, but I have my new stick. But we can turn them all into clouds and put them in various vessels on our body. That's great. <laughs> one thing I also agree with Paulton that we do need to find Audra, but. It should also be when we have the advantage, and we don't right now. Not while the kids are here, and not while we're in her home turf. That's true. But vessels! But. If she's a powerful wizard, I, I, and she's not here right now, maybe we can, like, sabotage her stuff. Maybe we can poison her or something. Is there maybe. anything I can poison? Well, okay. Sabotage like, the thing she uses to get back between this dimension and our own. Yeah, what would she use? Do I see anything she would use? Possibly the book in your hand. Um, but um, as you look around, uh, maybe quickly search her desk for things, uh, you can find all kinds of paraphernalia. She, she has gathered so much stuff. There's talismans, there's bird claw things, there's, there's what looks oh like a, tu- a tuning fork that you pull out. Ooh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, that's, and you think this may be some sort of component for a, a, a high-level magical spell, possibly even a plane shift spell. Um, right. And- <gasps> I have that spell. Mm. I have that spell on my staff. You can plane shift. Oh, we can leave. Can I have that spell. That's good. Again. That's what she's been using. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it would seem. And we need to get out of here. I... Okay, and I have, I have, oh, I know, okay, okay. I have, I use our, remember the panic spell that I used to get us back? The, it takes us back to the panic room when we leave places all together and we panic together and leave. I have a, I have a, it's a, a, those, the circle on the ground, the symbols I draw, I can use plane shift to get us to go back there. Okay. Okay, but. I would still like to just look around and get a feel for the place, you know, like see if I like vibe with it. It's just, it seems really interesting. <laughs> we like can come thing. back. We can come back. I'm sure Evelyn will want to come back when she hears that Evelyn of Shar is here. We can come back, but the kids need to go back to the house. So put them back in the house. We have to take them back. Okay, take them back. And we'll we back can here. leave you here if you want, but we have to take the kids back. That's such a horrible idea. It's also probably <laughs> going to happen. We can't just leave Paulton here. Not with that attitude. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to leave you here. Evelyn would never forgive us. That's true. She wouldn't. And she would never forgive you. That's also true. Okay. Well. I'm... <sighs> Look. Can we go back to the dark Paulton? Because I feel like dark, dark Paulton was a little bit more like easy to work with. <laughs> well, I never starts walking out the No. Okay, I'm gonna cast plane shift. We're gonna leave. All right, so just so you know, uh, you and up to eight willing creatures who link hands in a circle are transported by the spell. There's you, there's DF, 
Okay. There We're all holding hands. Five kids, including Simon and Martin. Damn it! Damn it. And we have to leave Paulton. Paulton. Damn it! Huh. So you, D.F. Paulton, five kids, is eight. And it's, oh, it is eight. Okay. Exactly yeah. Right yeah. Okay. All right, Paulton, we're all holding. Okay. Everyone get a circle. It's like when you're in, like, school and they tell you to get in this, like, when you're going to, like, get a circle. Can't just leave you behind? No, we're not leaving anyone behind. Paulton, get to hold. We're holding hands. We're all holding hands in a circle. Chris, I, I don't feel like I'd, I'd be able to, like, do any shifting with, uh, with any... Barovian Vistani shenanigans, do I? Shifting? Like, uh, like. In your travel? Yeah. Mm. So, your Vistani heritage allows you to walk through the mists uh, uh, without dying. So, you, okay. can, you can come and go from a Ravenloft domain where no one else can. But that's the limit. That's not where we are. Well, you may be. This may be the Shadowfell, but uh, you haven't seen enough to really know for sure. Certainly, Shar is a being who would be strongly inclined to pull a city into the Shadowfell if she could. Okay, I'll go with. Okay. For now. But I'm Thank you. Back. <laughs> you're, you're still in your slippers. Let me. Here's the thing, Paulton. We can come back here. Whatever Warrington made or whatever that thing is or why it's there, we can use it again. Right. And I can get us out again, but we need to get the kids back home. And if Strix right. has her spell book, I mean, she's not going anywhere. It's true. She's stuck. She, al- she also prisoner. probably has her, her plane-shifting tuning fork. I have the tuning fork, yeah. All, All right, right, so... Let's so, the kids back. We'll okay. grab a sandwich. I'll get my... And I'll, Evelyn. I'll, yeah. And, <laughs> well, obviously. And I'll get also get my cloak, and then I'll be much more ready for this place. You're right. I am ill-equipped. I am just in a robe. You don't even have Strahd von Cherovich. <laughs> yeah, you're in slippers. Okay. <laughs> we will read... <remake> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. In yeah. that case, you activate the staff, you cast the spell, and because you're all holding hands, you all disappear to your panic room on your own plane as you oh, left thank it. You. Oh, I just, like, fall to the ground and, like, hug some garbage that's left there. I'm just like, oh, I'm so happy to be back. And right outside the door, of course, is the bled-out carcass of Warrington Munt. Oh. And when the kids see it, they all scream. Oh, no! <laughs> No, 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 stay here. No, actually, stay here. Let us resolve the Warrington Munt situation in the last few minutes we have. Squidly's just like poking it. Yeah, Strix is going to be like, no, 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 no. We have to, I'm good at burying people. This has to be, I, this has to be my doing, as it always is. Who was that? Oh my God. I'm going to use, um, Mom, I'm going to use my, no, Squidly, your kid forever. Squidly, I'm not, I am not your mom. <laughs> well, then who is that? I am not, Paulton and Dieth, I need your help, please. Of course, Drix, you got it. Um, I'll use telekinesis to yeah. float him out front of the house. Oh, okay. That's got to be a sight. Or wherever, it's, it's in the wherever middle, it's we have dead, grass. dead of night, absolutely the yeah. dead of night, um, there's not really any grass <laughs> in Waterdeep. There's just uh, cobbles and dirt, and uh, so. Okay. Well. Well, 
On good thing, good thing is that I'm currently using telekinesis, which mm-hmm. I think lasts for 10 minutes. Yeah. So I can t- go outside, float him down there, lift the lift the cobbles up, lift the dirt up. Okay. And move it aside. This also looks very dramatic because she's going to lift lift up the. Because before she would have used yeah. her staff, but she now okay. she her staff does it for her. So all these all these cobbles come rising up. Uh, out off the ground and just kind of float in the air until enough dirt is cleared away to create a cavity. And this is all happening under this moonless, um, sorry, this moonlit sky um, in Trollskull Alley when everybody else appears to be asleep. I'm sure there's one neighbor watching us who just watches us like a bad reality television show, but that's fine. There is, in fact, one. <laughs> I can think of at least one. Um, yeah, and so she'll move his body down into the grave. Um, and, you know, probably I'd like, I, she tells Paulson to go get hit one of his favorite guns. He doesn't have one currently. Okay. Well, go get something that was his that he liked. Did he, do you know anything that he liked? I will see what I can do. I'll go over, I'll go up to Warrington's room. We'll see okay. what I can find. If there's anything left of the carnage. Uh, you can see that there's a black box with like a button on it. <laughs> and some wires kind of extruding out of it <laughs> and disappearing into the corners of the room. What? Dis- describe said button. It's big and red. God. <laughs> um, Starts just thinking like, I should have sent. I should have sent Dia. I'm. I'm gonna put a pin in that. Do I find um, any muskets? You or just find, like a hat. You sadly, you only find pieces of muskets because he disassembled his weapons to make all kinds of other contraptions, which is heartbreaking. Uh, okay, you know what. Let's just not decide for ourselves. Okay. I'm going to walk to the first floor. Yeah. And then I'm going to cast Mislead. Okay. And I would like for my... uh, my clone, can my clone go up there and press the button? That is a good question. Um. <laughs> I have this really nice thing that we're going to do. So it's just... <laughs> so, uh, Paulton so, explodes. So Strix Paul, is going to do it anyway. Paulton does not come back quickly, uh, Strix. Calls out, it's like, still looking. Couple good options. Just want to make sure it's the right one. Okay. All right. She'll just like continue to pour, put the dirt over it. Since it's clearly just described as an illusion. I'm going to say it can't really manipulate anything. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead. What, is there, is there anything, like literally anything small in the room? There's all kinds of small stuff. There's a, there's a, a charcoal uh, pencil that he was using uh, to draw all his crazy stuff and his formulae. 
Um, there's the oh, there's the um, the blueprints for the turret cannon. Okay, so I'm gonna animate object on the pencil. Okay, and I'm gonna place it next to the button, and then walk downstairs, and then command it to press the button. <laughs> okay. Uh, while that's going on, Strix, what would you like to do? Um, Strix immediately realizes that she should not have even told Paulton to leave and that in the future she won't do that. <laughs> so she sets it up and before I guess, before she buried him, she took his medals off. Yes. And so she's just going to like lay out a piece of cloth and the medals. She wanted to get a rifle to put like a sash on. That's what, but because nothing goes right in her life or any of the people around her, she just has a dirty piece of her robe on the ground on top of the ra- the grave with her medals str- with the medals thrown on it, and so and she's just gonna sit there and just walk backwards and just say to Dia, like, if there's anything you want to say, and we weren't very nice to him, but I also, just really really quick, I actually want to just what I said, I actually want to wait until I'm, like, out there. Too. Of course. <laughs> so, Paul, you know. and so Paulton does come back out. Uh-huh. Walk out, it's like, back, guys. All right, and they're very, Strix is very somber. She's just like, if you want to say anything, it's, it's all of our fault that he died. It's our fault that everyone dies around us, and we're only on borrowed time from the gods. We're here only as long as we can be, because eventually our tricks are going to stop working. And all of our attempts at living are going to stop working. And eventually we're going to be just like Warrington and not be able to be brought back. And then it's up to them. It's up to what happens and whatever plane and whatever petition we end up trying. But we have to care about each other because we don't have enough time. Everyone's out here, right? The kids aren't out here. No, it's just the three of you. Oh. Guys, I forgot to uh, I forgot to actually get the thing from Warrington's room. I'll be back one more time. You come out with the kids? Okay. <laughs> the kids really want to <laughs> so much, and you know they're just. Strix is like mad about this. She's like, Paulton, the ki- kids shouldn't see this. He's buried. S- but I saw this growing up. No, no one needs to see what I saw. No one needs to see this. No one needs to see everyone dying around them. It's not fair. So you want to... Simon's like, this is actually pretty tame. Yeah. Simon, you're like 80. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just because you're small. No one even realizes that, but you're a grown, a, you're a grown adult. Don't pull that shit on me, Simon. So you want to teach these kids that these things that are very real and a big part of life just don't exist? I just don't want them to end up like me. You hear a voice from somewhere in Trollskull. Will you please shut up? Go to sleep. That's it. I'm done. Goodbye. I tried to be nice. I tried to do something nice for our friend who's dead. And there's nothing we can do. That's when the top of the house explodes. So you see a great plume of orange flame engulf the attic storage room, Diath's bedroom, and the top of the turret. And everything just, the whole top of the house just goes up like a Roman candle, blasted to smithereens. 
and you are standing there over Warrington's grave as flinders rain down upon you, embers, burning papers and wood, and other paraphernalia. And you can't imagine in that moment a more glorious gif send-off. <laughs> and Strix actually says that. She's like, well, this is what he would have wanted. Yeah, I think it is. Dr. Theximoff, when you get back to your office, the first thing you want to do is check into your files to find that individual. And you do find a big file on Audra Nell. And suddenly it all comes back to you. All of the damage, all of the distress. You didn't hold much hope that she would be able to weather the storm of what she perceived to be all of her enemies around her. But you can crack the file open and see, Uh refresh your mind. Okay. Um, I will go through the file. And it's probably thicker than Strix's file, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. It's like two, like it's in volumes. Right. Um, here's here's a woman who uh, went up through the you know the wizardly the wizardly way, tried to become a member of the Arcane Brotherhood, was turned down, and then proceeded to a spiraling life, a descent, um, offending all the wrong people, making all the wrong enemies, and getting herself deeper and deeper into this maelstrom of trouble. Your your assistants, upon learning that you've returned, come just to check up on you, make sure you're all right. You see there are now four of them. Um, I will see uh, that there are four of them. And I'd like to imagine that, like, I make new ones wear, like, a fun hat or something, like, mm-hmm. so I know that they're new. Because um, they all look the same, really. There's not much they, to distinguish them. They kind of do, but like one of them wears like one of those hats that like new Google employees wear that has like a little like propeller on top of it. Yeah. It's very charming. Um, I will greet my my new uh, my new uh, intern, and um, I will I'll set my very cute uh, owl bear wicker bag on my desk and say, "Well, that didn't go as expected." Um, but I kind of expected it to not go as expected, so I'm not too terribly upset. Um, I think we're going to have a, our work cut out for us, for sure. I was not able to get the body, but I guess, and it sounds a little bleak, try not to judge, probably going to have to dig it up. Um, <laughs> done it before. It's not glamorous <laughs> but we do what we need to do. I did have a bit of a run-in with a previous patient. So I'm going to go ahead and take a peek at these notes here and come up with a plan. Um, and I think, let's see. Four, let's see. I think for this particular patient, she would be a good candidate for sure if we can get to her. And uh, we'll have our work cut out for us for sure. But uh, I see something greater for her. That thing we talked about in the hall hands meeting the other day. You're new, we'll fill you in. But um, it has something to do with, uh, with what we found uh, in Undermountain. And that's where we'll stop. 
This has been horrible. <laughs> I hate it. It's it's pretty cool how the therapist is the one who's giving us trust issues. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, that's great. Oh, thank you, Hadil. Thank you so so much for joining us. This was too much fun. It was amazing. Time. Yeah. And obviously, obviously, more fun to be had. Yeah, I survived. Yes, you did. Yeah. No, you we're did. not going to kill you. <laughs> Your patient, other patients will. Maybe. Maybe. We shall see. We shall see. Um, so, any announcements oh before God. we part company for the week? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be at Comic-Con this weekend in Birmingham, Alabama. and uh, That's fun. Yeah, so if you guys want to hang out, you're in the area, come say hey. I'm not sure which other things we're allowed to announce yet. We do have things. We have things. They can wait till next week. It's mostly because Anna's not here. Right. Yeah, she's yes. the one who tells us. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, Evelyn's also going to come back to half of the house blown off. So that is true. You know. Yeah, we'll see how she likes it. <laughs> before before we go, I have to know: was the stuff in the treasure chest okay? We'll have to find out next no. week. No, <laughs> the treasure. Oh, just- like when when the DM presents the chaotic neutral, bar <laughs> I would press that button. <laughs> what else was going to happen? I mean, yeah. it was—it's what Warrington would have wanted. Yeah, it, it was yeah, beautiful. It was wired in. It was wired into the last of the gunpowder, which uh, yeah. So that was. Great. It was. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Then, if there are no further announcements, just know that there is a, a dice camera action subreddit out there. What? What? How would one find such a place? I don't know. You tell me. I'll have to... Just spam, spam the link. Spam it. Spam, spam, spam Spam. it. Spam it. Spam the link. So lots of good conversations happening there. If you want to know what people think is going to happen, it's a good place to hang out. I myself have been inspired. (gasps) Oh, cool. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love and hate that Evelyn of Shar is still around. I know. Well, it's it's Evelyn of Shar from that dimension. Oh, cool. cool. That's that's good. I'm glad that's better. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, all right. All right. Then we're done. The doctor is out, and uh, we will be back next week for more fun and frolic. Hopefully, Anna will be back as well. And until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, and. Peace out. Thank you, Hadil. I'll be back. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week... Happy hunting.